This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. From Lake Michigan to the Mississippi and every river, lake, and field in between, let's talk everything outdoors. <laughs> You're on the crazy train. Welcome to the Skipper Buds Cutting Edge Outdoors. Fasten your seatbelts for a wild ride through Wisconsin's outdoors. Only on Sports Radio 1057 FM, The Fan. Well, good morning, everybody. It is a beautiful morning today here at the. Skipper Bud's Cutting Edge Outdoors. We come to you every Saturday morning from 6 to 8 a.m. We are live. We are unrehearsed. You never know what you're going to get on this show. But you will get some outdoor stuff, fishing, hunting, whatever. Also, you can be part of the show if you feel like it with questions, comments, whatever, fishing reports at 414-799-1250. That's 799-1250. Or you can always email us live at ceoguys at yahoo.com. Okay. Hey, Danny. Hey, How's what's going? up, Tom? Good morning. Hey, over there. Sam. Sam, not, hey. Not Wes. Sam. Good morning. Sam, I am. Or Sam gets stuck with this. Uh, Sam, I am. Sam's been on the morning show all graveyard week. Graveyard shift. Yeah. I, uh, yeah. He's, he's used to the graveyard. I've been, I've been waking up even earlier than this all week. <laughs> Isn't that normally Ryan's? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Ryan yeah, no. Bronchitis this week. He had bronchitis. So I did yeah, that's what he the... says. No. <laughs> no, Ryan likes to be that's here. That's what he I says. Hear. He, uh, yeah, Ryan does a good job on the morning shows. He's a great hey, contributor. You know, I, I was supposed to bring something up a few weeks ago. You guys know the no-name bookie, right? He yeah. calls in the show once in a while. Well, a couple weeks ago, the no-name bookie and I had to go and do something. Mm-hmm. And I don't know what well, is got- it. Got to rough somebody up that didn't no, pay him. Yeah, right. Yeah, I take a little visit. Yeah, I I just want to know. Maybe we have some people of Italian descent in our audiences. Why do Italian people got to speak with their hands like crazy? You know, you ever notice that? And I mean, it's been jokes been made about how Italian people speak with their hands. Yeah, yeah. Well, the no name bookie, we're driving. He's driving right. 75 miles an hour going by a semi, and his hands ain't even on the wheel. He's His hands are going. He's telling a story, and his hands are all over. I'm hollering at him. Keep your hands Put on your the wheel. Put your damn hands on the wheel. What's the matter with you? You want me to grab it? Put your hand. And I even asked him, why is it you Italian people all got to talk with your hands? You ever leave your hands on the darn wheel? Then he starts playing with his cell phone. And he's not calling on it or anything. He We had needed directions on where we were going. So – He's playing with it, trying to plug in to get the, what do they call that? Uh, the, the GPS. GPS, stuff. yeah. And and instead of, like, maybe letting me do it or holding on to the steero- steering wheel with one hand at least, oh, no, he, he every now and then he's got to tweak the steering wheel because he starts veering a little bit. I started hollering at him for that, too. Why is that? 
some, that guy, he, he drives me nuts when we go someplace. That's why I always tell him, I'll drive. Let me drive. We'll take my vehicle. <laughs> I don't know. Oh, yes. anyway, I just, had, a, I just had to bring that up. <laughs> yeah. He had to call him the no hands bookie. Yeah. That's what we should Drives call him. Drives with no hands. Uh, Speaking of bookie. Yeah. Uh, Super Bowl was last Sunday, and it seems like it was already six years ago. Yeah, I know. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. It was I just know. last Sunday, but all of a sudden it seems like that was so long ago because so many stories and so much yep. happening in the world yep. world later. But I, right before the game, I told some, uh, some Ted from Lunkers Unlimited, I'm sitting next to him at Park Avenue Pizza, uh, and uh, I said to him, you know, I'm not a gambler, but if I were to bet anything on this game, I would bet 100 bucks on the under right now. Well, last, by God, yeah. it hit the under, yeah. right? Because it was like yep. 54 or yep. something like that. Yep. Matter of fact, my two picks on the show last week, bet, betting uh, Kansas City in the under. Under. I wish I was a betting guy. I wish I would have took. I wish I would have made a bet. But did I take the over or the under? I can't remember. I don't remember. Uh, I <laughs> so had, I thought I was hoping you had like written down. Or no, something. All right. no. So I. Uh, I'll just say I said under. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I I watched the first half, and and then I turned it off and thought I'm gonna doze and wake up to watch the second half because I didn't want to watch the halftime show. You didn't miss anything. And you know why? Because I thought to myself, I've seen this pub publicized and all this stuff. You're just gonna see these two chicks out there just trying to act like strippers yeah. and just act and- like they're super cool. Instead of me just listening to music, yeah, they, and and it, I, then I read uh, complaints yeah. later, and that's exactly it's all about. Remember, I said that when they sing the national anthem, yeah, if it's yeah. about look at me, look at me, yeah, yeah. It, the, the show it's all about look at me, yeah, yeah. I'm so well, hot. The two girls of uh, who I, they, Shakira and yeah, yep. J Lo. Well, first of all, there's no way you can dance like that and actually sing. Don't give me that crap. It's all lip sync. There's no way Shakira was playing the drums or playing the guitar that was so that was God, that was so unreal, it was stupid. And and yeah, and then they always uh showing their crotches, you know, and rubbing themselves and I mean and it's then, like give and then me they a wanna, break. Then they, they want to inspire young girls yeah. of color. I mean Yeah. Are you kidding is, me? Yeah, it it's like they, they were acting like a couple of tramps. That's what they were acting like. I mean, yeah, it was a wonderful performance as far as all the stage and the lights and the people and blah, blah, blah. But it's like we didn't need the stripper pole. We didn't need the crotch shots, you know. We didn't need the Aguilera's tongue wagging up and down. <laughs> Did you see that one? <laughs> I, uh, oh, God. It's like, and this is coming out. from guys who were not a couple of prudes, right? No, I mean, I, you know, if, you know, <laughs> definitely not a prude. But it's it's like what? Yeah. It's it's become. I just hate the look at me. It's all about, yeah. So although yeah. one of the Here. gals that I was talking with Park Ave, she goes, "Well, you know, last year the guy took his shirt off for the girls during the performance. Well, that okay. was a stupid performance that's a, that's last year. Stupid too. Yeah. You know. That okay. Was dumb. That's why I'm done with the halftime performances. Yeah. I mean, it's all about some big, you know, look at me yeah. show type thing. And uh, yeah, just saying. I don't know. If you're going to sing, sing, you know, if, if you prefer, yeah, I don't know. Sam, did you watch it? Yeah, I thought it was, uh, I mean, it was, uh, better, than, it was better than most of yours, but it's not uh, saying much. It's not, it's cracked, <laughs> it's not cracked up. When I was at the 96 Super Bowl, 
Mm-hmm. Uh, I love the halftime show. Yeah, they used to because be so good. it was uh, it went rolling from one group to the next, and it was ZZ Top. Yeah, I playing remember, yeah, their great yeah, hits. Yeah. Then it went into the Blues Brothers. Yeah, too that, bad. Too bad. Of course, um, Belushi John Belushi was, wasn't there, there, but they were still great. Yeah. Then they had Harley Drake Davidsons driving around motorcycles around the outside. Yeah, that, that was to, you know, cool. Kind of like the like Wisconsin that. theme. Yeah. It was a great fun yeah. show, and and you didn't have anybody up there. You know, trying to make the show about that. It's all about me. Yeah. That's the generation we live in. And what so many, you know, did you see that one graphic where advertisers paid $5.6 million for a 30-second commercial? So I guess a one-minute commercial was maybe almost double, right? Do you remember any of them? And what, honest to God, half of them. I didn't even know who they were advertising for. I should have been in marketing because I I think oh. of ads all the time, and I, some of the ones yeah, same here. The ones that I see, when you got to ask yourself, what was that about, and yeah. who were they advertising? Yeah. It has totally failed and it, been off. It is off terrible. The mark. Yeah, I know there 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 was the one the one that I remember that I laughed that I thought was good was. The guy who played in Breaking Bad. Oh, yeah, the Mountain Dew one? Yeah, and yeah. he was Walt. being like Jack Nicholson in mm-hmm. The Shining when he's sticking his head through the door. He oh, actually yeah. looked like Jack Nicholson. Yeah. He looked like him. Oh, that one name? I remembered, yeah, that, and I remember what it was for. Cranston? Ma- something Cranston? Oh, that's Cranston, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's yeah, the actor. Like that. um, it's... Um, was it Mountain Dew? Yeah, yep. yeah, it was Mountain see, Dew. Yeah, I remember that one. I, I think I only saw one. it once because all of a sudden you see the Mountain Dew bottle. yeah. You remember when Doritos commercials? Oh, oh they had those some were funny the ones. Best now, ones. One ever. of the one, some of the ones years ago, used to be where the guys biting into it, and all of a sudden it goes crunch, you know, and it, mm-hmm. and all of a sudden, what's that noise, you know, because it, it's so crunchy and noisy. My idea for a hunting Doritos commercial would be some dudes in the deer stand. There you go, right? Yeah. Yeah, he's yeah. up there, and here comes the buck down the forest path, and he's just drawing on the buck, and all of a sudden. Crunch. Some guy in another buck, deer and stand. And the buck takes off, yeah. and all of a sudden he looks over, and there's some other guy in the other deer stand with the bag of Doritos in his hand <laughs> going, What? What do you mean? And the guy yeah. giving him a dirty look. Yeah, that would be hilarious. Or nowadays it could That'd be the be cameraman shooting over the guy's yeah. shoulder because normally these guys film their own hunting shows. So the guy could turn around and there'd be the cameraman with the bag of Doritos, you know, that's supposedly shooting the kill. I got a, oh, I got a quick story for you about that exact same thing. When the TV show Outdoor Wisconsin first started, Dan Small was the hunting guy, okay? I'm the fishing guy. He's the hunting guy. The first time he went deer hunting with the camera crew. Now, just imagine, Danny, you're, you're going to go out with these guys. You're up in a tree stand, right? Right. You've washed all your clothes with the no scent stuff, you yeah. know? You're doing everything right. What you got from the no scent Right, cookie. right. <laughs> <laughs> so, you do, and you're up there. Now... On the bottom, below the tree, where you, from where you are, there's a field producer, there's a cameraman, and there's an audio guy. There's three guys standing below you. One guy is smoking a cigarette. One guy's chewing gum. The other guy is playing with little knobs and dials that's going click, 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 click. <laughs> and you think you're going to see a deer? <laughs> no way. They didn't get any any they deer on that one. They didn't see a darn thing. <laughs> yeah. 
So, but I mean, they learn. I mean, that, that, I think at the its technology's infancy, gotten a lot better well, as far as the type of cameras yeah, people well, can definitely. carry. And but the thing was, is that the 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 TV people down there at PBS, they didn't know a damn thing about fishing or hunting, and we didn't really know anything about TV stuff. You know, so it wasn't a good marriage initially. At first, no, it it was it was difficult. It was tough, but we all learned. But anyway, but yeah, so I can understand that that the Rito's one would be awesome. That would be a good one. How, much, how long did that th- take you to think about? And it's already better than yeah. like probably half the Super Bowl. Commercial. Oh, yeah. it just popped into my head. You, you know, could do way so back many. When. I had I had some uh, I had could, some other ones. Yeah, it, it's just amazing. Oh, and here's another thing: the companies that can afford to do ads during the Super Bowl, they're charging way too much for their product. Yeah. Well, if they can spend that kind of money, especially if they've got. In that four-hour period, if it got if they got two, three, four ads, they're they're charging way too much for their product. Yeah, because <laughs> that's the only way they could have that kind of money to throw around. I guess the Groundhog Day one with uh, Bill Murray. They they did there was a commercial with Bill Murray. That was good. Yeah, I think I missed. So that the, one. I saw that one before. Yeah, it came the, out a couple like hours beforehand. Oh, it did. Yeah, my problem is they all the commercials they just take themselves too serious now. Mm-hmm. Like it's it's not nobody takes the comedic approach anymore. And that's how you don't become like memorable as a Super Bowl. Ad. Yeah, yeah. That's my biggest. Oh, well, they're not trying to be. I thought they all tried to be funny, or are they trying no. to be woke and well, serious? Th- yeah, most of them are trying to be like woke and. They're trying now. to be woke and serious. Wait a minute, they're Show trying to be woke. Trying to. What's woke? I've heard that term. You don't know what woke is? I've heard it. I find. I'm not I found sure. I've never heard it about a year ago. Nobody explained it to explain me. Explain it. Explain it, Lucy. I'm trying to think. Um. So basically, like. You're ahead of the curve. Like, you already know. Oh, hell, I'm really woke. Okay, woke is kind of like, <laughs> woke is like if you're I woken like, up? you're politically correct, you're in tune to oh, all no, the environmental oh, and racism and all the bad things in this oh, world. You, you I'm not know. woke. I'm not woke then, am I? No, no. No, I'm not. Yeah, you're. It's okay to not be woke. Yeah, I'm not woke. I wonder if there'll be an anti-woke you know, oh, revolution. Here's a funny one. You know what? Wait a minute. You know what BOGO is? Buy one, get one. BOGO the clown? No. Oh, <laughs> let's see if Danny knows. Do you know what BOGO is? I was dri- I'm driving. While you're thinking, I'll tell you. I'm driving down the freeway last year, and I see this big sign, you know, my billboard, and it says BOGO. And it's showing some, I don't know, ad for Bring someplace. Bring on girls and, and, and I'm wondering. And so when I get home. No, not quite. You no, know, when I get home, I say to my wife, I say, what the hell is a BOGO? And she looks at me derisively. Derisively, big derisively, word. yeah. <laughs> Has anyone ever looked at you derisively? I've never, I've never heard that one. Oh. Well, that's how she looked at me. I'm going to use that later on today. Derisively. Dare be derisive. You could be derisive or derisively, Listen, you know. I'm dropping you off, honey, if you start getting derisive. <laughs> I can only stand for a few things. And Don't derisive, get derisive. Well, derisive is not one she, of them. She looks at me funny. <laughs> How's that? Okay. She looks at me and she says, buy one, get one. And I said, oh, well, why don't they just say that instead of BOGO? I don't know what the hell BOGO is. Yeah, buy one, get one. So you buy one and you get one for free. Get one. Buy one, get one. BOGO. It's like, who comes up with this weird stuff? Trying to fool us old people when we're going down the road and see these weird names. Hey, what? You know, it's It's all acronyms, though. Yeah. It's all about acronyms. Nobody, nothing's worse than work in the educational field. And it's Acronym City. Oh, God. Yeah, yeah, I don't even keep up with it. 
Fortunately, I only got about three months yeah, left to I know. figure yeah. out what these acronyms mean. And then you won't care anymore. Huh? Then you won't care. I well, won't this, care. this woke person's got to do a commercial. We got to go to a commercial break. Get Stay down tuned. with the cause, buddy. That's right. Come we'll on. Be, we'll join be. the revolution. <laughs> I don't want no stinking revolution. We do get, we He's a Bernie supporter. Yeah. Bernie. Most of his supporters are pretty woke, buddy. Yeah, they're woke, all right. Well, I'm getting unwoke. He needs to get get a haircut. I mean, <laughs> maybe he should just shave it. His hair's always kind of like in disarray. Sam, just take us to a commercial. All right, welcome back to the Skibber Buds Cutting Edge Outdoors. I'm Dan Bush. Uh, my uh, cohort, the woke Tom Hardbottom Newbutter, Newbauer, is getting his cup of uh, cup of his coffee of his his uh, coffee of co- cup of coffee, and uh, there he is. He's rumbling, bumbling, stumbling. He could go and fall off his remember the time you fell off your chair your chair all of a sudden i and john are sitting there (laughs) and all of a sudden kaboom it was like a giant sequoia going down in the forest (laughs) it was so funny but it was like watching it in slow motion as you finally hit the ground thank god you're okay all all three of us were just laughing hysterically it was (laughs) (laughs) well that's when we had those short chairs and if you leaned the wrong way well, they fly. They well, once you over. got the old center of balance going the wrong direction, you couldn't quite oh. get that baby back. Yeah, hey, Danny, we got to let people know that at 7.05, we got Jim from the Muskie Shop up there in Hazelhurst that used to be called Raleigh and Helens. He's going to be calling at 7.05 today talking about the Muskie Expo that's at Washington County on February 14th, 15th, and 16th. And a little later on in the show, I'm going to be giving away two free Tickets, which are three, free. Yeah, they're three day passes, so you can go every day for three days for free. Every day, free. every day. That's good. That's if you want to go. And that's every coming day. up. Yeah, that's not too far away. That's what's next what's, weekend? Today's dude. the eighth. Yeah, that's next week. That's coming up. Yeah, yeah. This is the kind of kickoff to the big big show season. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it's, ah, the coffee's good. Well, yeah, I'm glad you're glad you're happy. <laughs> So so anyway, um, uh, what was I going to say? Oh, fish, yeah. fisheries. There are a bunch of fisheries still yeah. going on. Oh, yeah. Um, I believe Waterfront will have another one this weekend. Uh, pretty much for the next, this week, I think next weekend, there's one on Saturday and Sunday at Waterfront. And most of yeah. the local area, little lakes and bars, That now's the time. And uh, so get out, take advantage of those, support some of the local clubs. Maybe we could get a little help from the audience here. Folks, uh, I understand that Battle on Bagel was canceled. Really? That, that because of the unsafe ice conditions on Lake Winnebago. Now, maybe one of our callers, I mean, one of our listeners could call us at 799-1250. That's 414-799-1250. Maybe Tex in the Big Rig. I was thinking rig could, uh, Tex in the Big Rig or uh, yeah. my... Buddy Brian, who's probably home yeah. listening with a hangover right now, he might have just reached over and turned on his clock radio. If he's listening, he could probably call. He he normally does that one, but they are doing the sturgeon uh, starting today, they I are. believe. That's starting today? Yeah, yeah. so that's the, the shoe goes on, the show goes mm-hmm. on as, uh, as promised. Um, so I haven't really heard much as far as what the water clarity is up there and the conditions. Yeah. 
But that's a huge deal. That is. That is a big deal for a lot of people. If, They're into that. Like, you know, like some people are into deer hunting. Some people are into, let's say, musky fishing. Some people are into that if, sturgeon spearing. If, if you, you know? ever want to just take a drive, like on a weekend like now, and nothing to do for the day, uh, drive up to that uh, Winnebago area and go to the bars where they register them. I think one's, one name is Wentz. Yeah, Wentz Marina. W-E-N-D-T-S. Yeah. And mm-hmm. there's another one. And it's like super cool. It's a you party s- atmosphere. You see people lined up weighing in these 100-pound sturgeon and then went into the bar and they had them laying on the pool table. <laughs> they had a plastic sheet down. Yeah, of course. Yeah, yeah but they had these sturgeon there. And uh, it's it's really cool to see that. Every time uh, I was at Wednesday, I had really good chili. <laughs> and in the wintertime, that's nice to have. <laughs> I wouldn't oh, want to be around you after. <laughs> I, don't be, I don't like being around me after chili. Oh. But, yeah, so uh, that's pretty cool. You know, one thing yeah. that they've gotten away with, and uh, I was talking to a friend of mine, Ox. He, uh, he, he, he owns a bar, and... Uh, he used to register deer at his at his bar. Yeah. Up until the time they uh, they changed it, right. where you don't do the in person right. registration. And uh, you know, it, 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 he and I were both saying that you know that's that's really a shame because people just like people would bring the sturgeon and where everybody can see it yeah. and socialize. People could bring the deer to the registration and uh, show off their big bucks, and people can talk and and. We've lost something with that. I used to like driving into a gas station and seeing yeah. all the big bucks on the back mm-hmm. of people's cars back in the day. Yeah, they changed that. They, you know, they they might go back to that though. They might go because they're real. The DNR is realizing that there's a, people, there's a big percentage of people that are people not that, registering their deer. There's there's a number of people I think that aren't even buying a goddamn license. <laughs> Probably not. I mean, you get. I mean, yeah. But I mean, you know, I mean, if you don't register it, you you, just, you so no, there's no way for the DNR to tell, and then you just go out and shoot another one, and go out and shoot another one, and that's why the deer count is probably I off too. I guess it was, I guess uh, the one magazine I was telling you that I left sitting on the table at the Waukesha Conservation League banquet last night is that Midwest uh, whatever no. outdoors Wisconsin Wisconsin outdoors, outdoors. yeah, the Wisconsin title, Outdoor the, News, the, uh, yeah, the yeah. T- the title article said something about the deer kill being the lowest since 93 or yeah. something, I want and, to and, say. And, and I think part of that is the people who are not registering, you're right, and then going out and getting another one. But, I mean, they're not registering a lot of these deer, so guess what? The deer count's well, going to be down. Well, a lot of people just take it, put it in their shed, cut it up within one day. Yeah. Oh, I forgot to call it in. Yeah. They give you 24 hours. Yeah. I think they should require you to register it that day. Yeah. That day. And, and that day, because you can do it online, you can do it on the phone. Um, and do they even make it possible to go to a place and register one now? Do I, they even make it? Um, seems to me know. when they first came out with the system, you'd had either the option where you could, yeah. could call it in or yeah. you could go and get it registered. But yeah, yeah I, I think, I don't know. I it, never thought it was a pain to register it. I you know, there there were plenty of gas stations or sports shops, whatever around. You could just yep. drive your deer there and get it registered. Um, there's a, there's another thing we got to mention too that I got to mention, and I might mention it in the second hour as well. But and I was I was supposed to mention it last week and I forgot. There's a fish consumption advisory on Monona Bay out there on Lake Monona. Well, that's what the guy didn't the guy call us about that. Uh, 
I don't remember. <laughs> that may be, maybe, but I've heard it from a number of people. And and what what strikes me as funny is I I guess there's some river or creek that it. I don't know if it was some kind of spill or whatever it right. was. Some, I heard something about something it. bad came into Monona Bay, and the DNR is advising if you're going to eat any fish out of Monona Bay, you should only eat them once a month. That's how bad it is, right? So my question is, why are there still 500 people in Monona Bay catching and keeping the bluegills? Why? I mean, I wouldn't. I wouldn't go nowhere near that place. You want to know why, Tom? I don't know. You sure. want to know why? Yeah. Okay. I want to know can why. Can you handle the truth? I can handle the truth. I'll tell you the truth. So <laughs> basically, you got a bunch of grumpy, older, ornery, sodbuster. Cromudgeons. I don't care. I've been eating these fish for 50 years. Yeah. God dang, there's nothing wrong with these. I'm going to eat them. And if something kills me, is they have a smoke. <laughs> and go back to the bar for a shot of whiskey. Yeah. They, if this kills me, so be it. So yeah. they don't care. Yeah, I know. They're, they're, they're not worrying about those, uh, about those advisories. Yeah, well, I I just think it's kind of scary. I wouldn't I wouldn't be eating there. I would I would stay away from that place. That's for sure. Speaking of uh, pollution, I found it interesting. Um, the DNR is looking af- after a long cleanup. The DNR is looking at uh, possibly removing this lower river system of the Great Lakes, removing it from the f- list of the forty three most polluted. And can you guess what river system that is? Fox? No. I was really amazed. The Menominee. Oh, the Menominee. The lower Menominee. Apparently yeah. that three miles, which is famed now for walleye and muskie now. Our now buddy Big ta- O got a giant 55-inch or something up there What What, what part of the Menominee is it? The, the lower, where, where? The where lower three that? miles. It goes right into the Bay of Green Bay, right by Marinette. That's oh, all Marinette there. Menominee. Okay, that yeah. Menominee River that, up there. Because yeah, there's the, a Menominee River by me. Yeah, that don't count. That's just <laughs> southern, southeastern Wisconsin piece of crap Menominee uh, River. No, we're that's, talking that's, the mighty Menominee the up there. The mighty Menominee. Border of UP and, oh, yeah, and Wisconsin. That, yes, okay. I was now born we're next to that river. God now bless it. Now we're talking. So anyway, I know never realized that that was considered super polluted and evidently uh some of the things they mentioned coal tar paint sludge oh jesus and arsenic oh god arsenic now how does ar- arsenic get in the river last i heard about arsenic was on uh id tv discovery when some woman was poisoning her husband i think isn't that arsenic supposed to be like yeah some, that is a that's it that's a bad one yeah that's what they you gave, don't want to miss the arsenic they mix for- that up with the or- or- yeah. organo or the garlic yeah, or anything because arsenic will kill you they forced socrates to drink hemlock which had arsenic in, in really it really fascinating as yeah. you learn history from you tom you know so much <laughs> he's such a genius <laughs> hemlock has arsenic from what I, I gather, I mean, I'm not an expert in poisons, <laughs> but that's what I understand. I thought you were I don't an know. expert in everything. <laughs> oh, no. I'm a, what do they call it? A jack of all trades, hey, master of none. Bit. You know, you're just, you're the type of guy that knows just enough to be dangerous. Yeah, just enough okay? to be dangerous. Person who's just yeah. enough dangerous is who knows just a little bit about yep, something. Yep. 
and has a lot of BS in them, those are the people. No, they're no. politicians. Now, there I they're the dangerous yeah. people of the yeah. world. They know just a little bit of knowledge, yeah. but a lot of BS, and that can carry yeah. them places, well, and that makes them dangerous. That's what differentiates me from the politicians. I don't have the BS in me. I just tell it the way it is. Well, you know what the guys on the big show say? Well, uh, maybe you can help on, on this, Sam. They say straight 100. Is that a term? Yeah, keep, keep it 100. 100. Keeping it 100 or straight 100? <laughs> no, keep it 100. Keep, keep it 100. 100, 100 yeah. what? Keep it 100%. 100 miles an hour? Keep it 100%. 100%, 100% real and truthful. Yeah? I'm going to keep it 100% real and truthful instead of hornswoggling yeah. and pulling your leg. I gotta like tease, a hornswoggle yeah. I gotta tease never my, keeps it 100%. <laughs> i got to tease my friend Gary 50%. Ellerson about that. I'm going to tell him one day, hey, I'm keeping it 82. <laughs> Listen, most people on the old keeping it 100 meter oh. throughout life, face it, most of us keep things at about 75 to 80%. Yeah. When it comes to dealing with your kids, oh. uh, do you tell them the entire truth when they say, no. can we go so-and-so afterwards? Well, maybe. Or okay, it's like, you're not keeping it 100 hey, with the kid. There ain't no. no way you're going to go there, but you tell the kid, no. well, maybe. Or it's like you got a five-year-old, and they've got a school play for the first grade or seven-year-old, whatever age. All right, and they, and they got a school play, and they're up there singing, and they're, you know they sound like crap, right? <laughs> but when they come off, you tell them, oh, you were so wonderful, honey. You sounded great. Yeah. Or when your wife asks you if they look fat in that dress, and you say no, <laughs> no, you're not of keeping not. it 100. No, right, right. Hey, yeah, we got so nobody keeps it totally 100 no, all the time. No, you can't. Lies, well, lies are what keep relationships little white together. Lies. I've been told. Yep, little white lies. All right, we got to go to a break. Coming up next is the gut report, and after the gut report, I got a special announcement about North Lake. You're gonna like this. You definitely don't want to miss this. So stay tuned. For more of the Skipper Buds Cutting Edge Outdoors with Dan Bush, Tom Neubauer, and Sam's on the boards. Come here, I'm gonna eat you! I'm bigger than you, I'm higher in the food chain! Get in my belly! The Gut Report is brought to you by Discount Liquor. You know, this time of year when it's chilly outside and that, I like something hot in my belly. I like a, you ever like butternut squash, acorn squash? I mean, I really like those. You know, you slice them in half, you clean out the seeds, you put them upside down on a cookie sheet in the oven at 400 degrees for, I don't know, 45 minutes to an hour, whatever it takes. So they're nice and soft. Wait till they cool down so that you can handle them. Scoop out all the insides and then add butter and brown sugar. Man, it is delicious. I don't know if you like it, but I do. The, uh, the Gut Report was brought to you by Discount Liquor, where you'll find the best price, selection, and service at 51st and Oklahoma in Milwaukee and Main Street and Barstow in Waukesha. For weekly specials, go to DiscountLiquorInc.com. Hey, Danny, can I do this? You can do whatever you want. All right. Um, I'm going to give away two tickets gotcha. to the next per- to the Muskie show next weekend who can tell me what was the musical this song was from. Turn it up a little bit so they can hear it. Tommy. Well, you can't See answer. me. I'm going to give away tickets. Oh, you want the tickets. That's it. No. <laughs> All right, seven nine nine twelve fifty. Okay, we got a He's couple callers. We got callers calling right now. 
So phone lines are lit up. You just did that to see if someone was listening to us, Tom. Yeah. You were just grumbling about nobody I know. calling Nobody's in a while ago. Nobody's calling us. I'm asking right away, people so you for gotta help. you got to give stuff away, and next thing you know, oh, yeah, I'm, now everybody's I'm, awake. I'm asking people for help. They're not calling and helping me. Yeah. All right. Who do you got there? Chris and Waukesha. Yeah. Hey, good morning, Chris. Hey, how are you? Do you go to the Muskie Show usually? I do. Yeah. Well, then then you'll like these tickets. You can go any one of the three days or all three days. Lucky guy. Oh, awesome. Thank you. Yeah, you're welcome. So, oh, what's the name of the musical? Annie. Yeah, you're right. See, I forgot to ask you that first. (laughs) (laughs) Well, you did get it right. All right. Well, listen, stay on the line and... uh, Sam is going to get your info, okay? Okay, thanks. Thank you. Bye now. All right, here you go. <clears throat> Annie. Annie. Here's uh, who. What? what kind of guy would go see Annie? I don't know. Did your wife make you go? No, I didn't see it. Well, how'd you know the song? From Austin, from the Austin Powers show. From the oh, did Austin he make Power a, movie. Did he make like a spoof of that or yeah, something? Yeah, him he and drew from that. Dr. Evil and Minnie is Minnie Me yeah. were in the prison someplace and they were walking down the aisle singing it it's a hard knocks life <laughs> anyway here we go with the update dan okay what update new launch site oh for I'll north lake one. okay new launch site now wait a minute what do you what do you mean tom new launch site well let's see now i can't i cannot divulge my sources but no, i but no. i understand don't tell us who the whistleblower no, was no i i understand that the dnr wants to sell Vindman knows them the the site that they have now on the what would that be that would be the southwest side of the lake they want to sell that property and buy property or they are either already are in negotiations have bought will buy i'm not exactly sure but over by the old post office where the boat launch used to be years ago. Okay. So they want to turn that into a boat launch, but it dep- I don't know how much property is available or if it's bought or they're going to buy it or whatever, but, but they want to sell the other property. So what does this tell us, Dan, that this North Lake thing is going to go on for another five years? So, so <laughs> what was wrong? You know, my what good, was wrong with the other My good site. buddy Dave Doms worked for the DNR. Yeah. I believe he he's off working for Utah somewhere, DNR or whatever. He was the one involved in purchasing that, I believe, years ago. What was wrong with that piece of property? Yeah, piece of property and, is and, fine. And then all the, all the locals fought it, and that's why yep. it never happened. So now they're going to do the same thing if with this other piece of property. And did they, you, they don't care what yeah. part of the lake that that launches on they just don't want any launch right. on the lake and they're going to fight it and it's not going to go it's going to go on and, and you know what on, our tax dollars paid for our tax dollars paid for Marsh. architects to draw the designs which they've been paid for they to put up the design for that boat launch on the southwest part of the lake now the dnr is going to pay them again to design the new launch it's like how many times are these people going to get paid without a launch being built it drives me nuts, Danny. It just drives me nuts. If I was only king for a day. Well, <laughs> I, I guess you're just yeah. not going to go fish on North Lake. Hey, a um, couple of other, other information here. Um, I was reading the DNR, along with some other, you know, like state agencies, I guess, are recommending to people to get flood insurance. Really? Apparently, they're anticipating, apparently because of all the white rain or yeah, whatever stuff yeah. we got, 
that this spring we could have some flooding problems again once snow and ice start melting. I suppose it depends on so, where. So recommending, yeah, yeah, and I'm sure certain areas are more susceptible than others. And, and apparently with flood insurance, too, you got to buy it like 30 days in advance before the flood. Right, yeah. So like you can't buy it today and, oh, flood tomorrow and yeah. expect to get covered. Yeah. I do know John, our, our good friend John, um, he pretty much, when, when we had the flood out on Pewaukee, he pretty much said FEMA didn't do much as far as squat for them, as for, far yeah. as helping them yeah. out, you know, yeah. as far as uh, they, that just, was... they just pretty much say, oh, you got to have insurance and they're, and they're not going to help help people unless you're, you know, like living in a shelter and your, mm. you know, your tent got flooded, maybe they'll help those people. But if you uh, yeah, are a wealthy when, landowner and have yeah. anything destroyed there, you're out of, out of luck from getting any help. There from was the government. probably almost like a foot of water in the musky shop. You know, that was really, that really sucked. It was 18 inches of water in the building I live in. I had to Was wear, there really? I didn't know I that. To, yeah. I woke up in the morning and looked out and saw carp swimming next to my truck. And I thought could be a problem. So then I <laughs> could be. So I had to wade through 18 inches of water in and out of my place to go to work for a week, and no no power uh, wow. in my place for a week. Yeah, I had to survive like that. Wow. Yeah, that was a real real bummer. Yeah, that would be. Jeez. So yep. Get Carp the, swimming by your truck. Yeah, it's <laughs> right by the tire. Yeah, I think, let's see, which truck did I have? That's kind of I, funny. I think I had my 89 Dodge Dakota convertible at the time. Yeah, and they were they were splashing. They were splish splashing. They were having, they, they were frolicking. The carp were having fun in the parking lot next to my, next to my truck. Uh, hey, you know what's coming up next, Dan? What's coming up next, Tom? The Hornswoggle. Oh, the Hornswoggle segment. Yeah, somebody can win a $10 gift certificate to Carl's Country Market wow. out there in Menominee Falls on Pilgrim and Silver Spring. As a matter of fact, I keep saying I got to go out and see Paul, the owner of Carl's, and I got to go out there, talk to him, and see if he'll come on the show because he's got some great stories. He's quite a, he's quite an outdoorsman, you know. So we got to get him on. I'm the gonna show. quit talking about it. Tom. I know I got to take a ride cheap, over it there. It takes money to buy whiskey. <laughs> Let's get him down here. <laughs> and uh, so Danny, yeah. they're going to win a ten dollars gift certificate if they guess correctly. If you have won a prize yeah. package from the Skipper Bud's cutting out gel doors in the last four or five weeks or so. Try and give some new blood a chance yeah. to win something. Yeah. And the prizes and and the good things you get is the sole responsibility of Tom over here, not the station. No. Sole responsibility of Cutting Edge Outdoors and our sponsors. And so if you got any questions or comments, you should be you should direct them to CEO guys at Yahoo.com. And uh, just to let you know, I gave Sam the list of names who have won in the last six weeks. So if your name's on there, don't call. Sam will hang up on you. He's ruthless that no, way. He's checking it twice. He's checking it twice. Like He's like Santa Claus, checking out. the list twice. They want to give someone a chance to That's win. That's right. And that Carl's Country Market has some great stuff over yep. there, too. So, All right, folks. We'll be right back with more of the Skipper Buds Cutting Edge Outdoors right here on 1250 AM and 1057 FM, The Fan. All right, 
Welcome back to the Skipper Buds Cutting Edge Outdoors. Hey, 799-1250 if you have hunting and fishing reports this morning. But right now, we have the long-awaited Hornschwaggle segment. I'm going to make three statements about the great outdoors or, or about something. And if it's <laughs> true, you say no Hornschwaggle. If it's false, you say... That's a horn say, swoggle. Don't be horn swoggling me. Horn swoggle. I'm pulling your leg. <laughs> so, right. do we have a lucky corn testant? Yes, we do. Our corn testant is Kevin from Milwaukee. Hey, Kevin, how you doing? Good morning, Kevin. Good morning. Okay, so how you? Oh, so you know how this works, right, Kevin? I sure do. All right, so here we go. As many of you know, I shot a. Red Fox with a 22 long rifle a couple weeks ago it was pretty cool. So uh, we'll talk. The topic is 22 rimfire today. Uh, the 22 rimfire was born in 1845 when a Frenchman named Flaubert stuck a BB atop a then new percussion cap and fired it. Hornswoggle or no hornswoggle? That's a hornswoggle. That's a no hornswoggle. Really? No hornswoggle. Yep. <laughs> Good old Flobert, he kind of started the old ball a-rolling, so uh, here we go. Uh, but we'll see how you do. Okay, Smith & Wesson, then, in the U.S., produced the first 22 rimfire in the 1800s, and it was a 22 short, firing a 29-grain bullet at approximately 800 feet per second. Hornschwaggle or no hornschwaggle? That's a, you know, you got hard questions this morning. That's a hornswoggle. Oh, that no, was a no I, th- I thought that was a no hornswoggle. I wasn't sure, 22. though. Oh, yeah. Sorry, we had some tough ones there. Yeah. So and Nobody knows these. Yeah. <laughs> Except well, Danny. One out of the two. Well, let's see. You got a shot yet because, wait. No, he no, both no of them. shot. No, all right. Oh, no. geez. Sorry, Kevin. Kevin, you make sure you call back next week, next all right? Next time I won't have such a da- hard one. Danny promises to have easier questions for you. All right. Thank you. Yep. We'll we're going to wait for, hey, we're going to tell Sam to wait for your call, you know, that make sure that we get you on, all right? I'll be here all week, man. Sounds, sounds good. All, all right. right. We'll see you. Thanks. Bye, Bye now. Morning. You too. Bye now. Well, the Flobert one was kind of difficult. That, I, when you said Flobert, I figured that's got to be a horn schwab. <laughs> I mean. But the one where the first was the 22 short at about 800 feet yeah, per second, I, 29. I kind of figured that might be right. You know, Smith & Wesson was big in the building stuff. U.S. You know, uh, how, see, let's stuff. see if you would have got the next one. Uh, the 22, oh, so there was the 22 short, then the 22 long, then the 22 long rifle. And then, of course, the 22 Magnum, which was my new purchase last year. Uh, the 22 Magnum was introduced in 1995. 22 Magnum. I, I'm just, I'm going to guess that that's a Hornschwaggle. Yeah, 1959. Okay. Because remember growing up as young boys, young lads, do you remember those days way back when, Tom? Matter of days? fact. Think about it. I'm, I'm sure just you trying had some to remember. friends who had a 22 Magnum or yes. you heard of a 22 Magnum. No, I, I had I had a Ruger single six that had interchangeable barrels. One of them was for oh, 22 yeah, for longs. The cil- for the cylinder, uh, the, the handgun, right? Yeah, yeah. And one was for the long, it was for the Magnum. Yeah. Yeah, I, it would, interchangeable cylinders. Yeah, that's right. I did have one of the, yeah. So you had yeah. that before 1995, of course. Right? Oh, yeah. That was, yes. I wonder yeah. if, you know, I've heard it. I, that would be a fantastic firearm to have. Interchangeable cylinders yeah, where you they, can fire either 22 Magnum yep. 
or the 22 long rifle. Yep. And the 22 uh, Magnum out of a handgun has the same punch as the 22 long rifle out of out of a rifle. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, yeah. I didn't know. Well, that. you know, well, you know that a a if you have a caliber, Tom, it's going to shoot, you know, way less. It's not going to be near as fast out of a handgun as right. it is out of a rifle. Okay. Yeah. So. That has something to do with the length of the barrel and the well, rifling. Well, no, it 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 has to do with having the chance for all the uh, the the powder and everything to um, use its full power. Oh, okay. right. Because yeah. if it's shot out of a short barrel, it hasn't had enough chance to, uh, you know, build the speed, the momentum, and and, okay. and burn all that, you know, all the jet fuel in that bullet. Right. Okay. So, like, if you shoot a. Uh, uh, 22 long rifle load at 1300 feet per second, 40 grain, uh, typically out of a rifle barrel, uh, um, you're going to be substantially slower out of a pistol. I'm guessing probably about maybe a thousand feet per second, maybe 900 feet per so, second. So on the box of 22 ammo, there a lot of times they'll say the feet per second. Let's say yeah. it says, let's say it says on a CSI, it says 1260. Yeah. Okay. So that's that'll jet- actually be faster out of the rifle and slower no, out of the handgun. No, that's based that's that's that speed is based out of a rifle oh, barrel. Oh, okay. Typically, they'll use test barrels. I think of about twenty-two inches. If okay. you ever read the ballistics charts, they'll say yeah. shot out of a such and such length barrel. Mm. Same with Magnum rifles. Like uh, if you get a twenty-six inch barrel on like a, a thirty-oh-six, that last couple inches of barrel is just wasted. But on a Magnum rifle. Uh, which carries a lot of powder and so forth. You can pick up some speed if you have a big magnum cartridge. That couple extra inches might pick up some, you know, feet per second in velocity. All right. All right. Well, we just got to ed- edumacate it on that. We got some emails here. Jason says uh, Battle on Bagel was not canceled. ATVs and UTVs mostly being used on Bagel. Most uh, mostly decent ice with some soft spots. North end. Ice seems better than South End. Water clarity is not real good. So they did not cancel the battle on Bagel. Thank you, Jason. What, you, oh, you got a caller. That's, oh, that's right. right. We had another and, call. And, uh, yeah, Bushy was yakking there for a Sorry, while. Sorry, I'll blame it on me right yeah, away. Yeah, it was your oh, fault. Okay, yeah, you forgot over there. What, well, who's this on the line? John in Oak Creek. John, we thank you for holding. Bushy apologizes. No, I don't. <laughs> People got to learn how to hold on and be patient in this world. You call the big show, you'll be on hold till yeah. Christmas. Okay, what's up? John. I know more about 22 cartridges, cartridges than I ever wanted to know. Hey, that's good. <laughs> right. Glad you're learning. No, no, all I right. used to squirrel hunt. I, I, I enjoyed the hell out of it. Okay, yeah. well, the podium is all yours. Anyhow, anyhow the, the tournament, yeah, the same thing. I brought up the website. It hasn't been canceled yet. Uh, they canceled it in 2017, but I was at Wheat Farm yesterday. Mm-hmm. On Highway Q, and there was no information about the tournament whatsoever. Really? I bought my tickets there three years in a row. There's no signs, no nothing, huh. which doesn't mean anything because it's at participating fleet farms, you know? And I think they're getting ready, ready to close that one up anyhow. Oh, okay. Okay. oh no, really? That oh, they're, that's they're talking, yeah. Really? I mean, that's the one that I go to. Which one? The yeah, one on Highway one Q. Yep, that's it's, what I've been going to for years. Because yeah. they're new and on ninety four, they uh, they're not having quite the business there. So they, from what the girl that worked uh, works in the men's department told me that they're thinking about closing that down, 
and can people go to the one on 94? Where, where, on, where is uh, that one on 94? Is that the one by Delafield, you mean? I, yeah, I think it's 167 or... Yeah, yeah, like Highway that. 67 and 94, Oh, Tom. my God, 67 and 94, yeah. that would... That's a long ride. Well, not for me. Instead, not for you, it's but that's close. a long ride. If I mean the the one on one seventy five in Q is a lot shorter for me. My goodness. Oh God, yeah. I mean, you go out there, all the money you're planning on saving just went into your gas tank. <laughs> um, anyhow, uh, the water clarity I heard earlier this morning at seven to ten feet on Winnebago. Yeah. And uh, the other thing that that question about the arsenic yeah. in the river, where a lot of it probably came from is if they've done any exterior wood treatment up there. They used to use arsenic oh. to treat the wood. Yeah, uh, what do they call that, that that they the, do to the railroad ties? Yeah, was that, uh, well, was, no, that, that wasn't creosote, was, was it? Is that Was that in creosote? Wasn't no, it, used, I'm not sure what it was in, but I know uh, California passed the law because they're making exterior lumber into uh, kids, uh, you know, swings and stuff, yeah. you know. And they're poisoning the so kids? That, the, new, the new stuff they use, it's just absolutely terrible to work with. I had to wait 13 months for it to dry out one time just to paint a small uh, deck. Wow. Because uh, I, I know those those railroad ties with that. Is it creosote or creosol? Creos, and it's kind of like a black kind of it, oily kind of a stuff, and it really I, has a smell to I'll it. I'll tell you what. You, you, railroad ties, after they've got those in, that creosote in there, and then yeah. the railroad, uh, the trains go over them. And I'll tell you what. Those things are so freaking heavy. And then try to cut up. Forget a chainsaw. Chainsaw just get all clogged up. You got to use a sawzall, and those things are heavy because they soak that in. Yeah, and then with the trains, they compact that wood so. Well, they must do that to like waterproof it. I'm thinking so it doesn't rot. Right. Exactly. Exactly. Hmm. Exactly. Interesting. Miss you at Miss you at Sherpers, Tom. Well, I'm back now. I'm back. Uh, uh, Last week, uh, I was there last. I was here there yesterday and the week before, so every Friday I'm there in the morning. Okay, yeah, I, I, I talked to one of the young guys. I think you're there about one day a week. Yeah, right now, you know, just getting back in the swing of things. Got to got to make the spring order and stuff, and we got a bunch of ice fishing stuff on sale, and you know, just yeah, it has not, huh? Your sporting goods department starting to look really good. Yeah, it is. It really is. They've given me a little bit more freedom in that, so. Yeah. We got Tom to thank there. All right. Well, listen, we got to run to a break. Thanks for calling. Thanks. See you, John. Stop, yeah, stop in and see me and say hi, okay, John? Sounds good, Tom. Sorry, right, Tom. Thanks. didn't get you on right away. He was <laughs> rambling on there, All right. John. Now he's rambling again. All right. Take us to a break, Sam. We got to go. From Lake Michigan to the Mississippi and every river, lake, and field in between, let's talk everything outdoors. Aboard! Crazy train. <laughs> Welcome to the Skipper Buds Cutting Edge Outdoors. Fasten your seatbelts for a wild ride through Wisconsin's outdoors. Only on Sports Radio 1057 FM, The Fan. It is now time for the second hour. Of the Skipper Buds Cutting Edge Outdoors. I do appreciate you tuning us in this morning. We come to you live every Saturday morning from 6 to 8 a.m. And you can be part of the show at 414-799-1250. That's 799-1250. Or you can get in touch with us via email at the Smokey's Inbox 
at ceoguys at yahoo.com. He's Dan Bush. I'm Tom Neubauer. Sam Schmidt's on the board. You can hear. Are you going to be doing the morning show next week, too? Yeah. Oh, so you can hear Sam uh, Monday oh, through Friday. Oh. oh, I thought you meant the, this morning show. No, next no. Week. I was like, yeah, I'm here every Saturday. No, no, I'm <laughs> talking the, the morning no, show during the week. No? Uh, Brian should be back on Monday. He should be, okay. Keyword should. All right, he should. Anyway, and uh, in a few minutes, we'll have Jim from the Muskie Shop in Hales, Hazelhurst. That was formerly Raleigh and Helens. I drove by there the past uh, last Labor Day, and uh, they ought to they ought to just not even call it Hazelhurst anymore. It's all part of Monaco. It's all all one now. Monaco starts before Hazelhurst and ends after Woodruff. I mean, it. See, I always kind of thought huge. Woodruff and Monaco were like one in the same, basically, kind of connected. Years ago, there was a separation, maybe about a half a mile, okay, to a mile. There was a separation. Now it's separated by a stoplight. We used to to drive up from Green Bay to uh, Superior, Duluth, where we, you know, where we had the hunting land and the grandparents, and... uh, that would be our halfway point, stopping mm-hmm. there, yeah. about 150 miles from Green Bay. And we'd always go to the, there's a little restaurant there. I want to say it was called the Trade Winds or the Trade something. And it was right about on the border between the two cities. And we'd always always go there yeah. for our halfway break as a I kid. Know, I know whenever I was up there years ago when I would do guiding up there, we'd always stop at the, the Island Cafe uh, which was basically across the street from Bosaki's. And uh, they had the best biscuits and gravy. <laughs> it was great. I looked forward to that every time I went up there. So that was at the Island Cafe. The Island Cafe. Yeah. You know, a lot yeah. of those memories of going up to northern Wisconsin, hunting or fishing, mm-hmm. especially if it was with your dad, you got those memories of those places that you'd stop. Yeah. The one yeah. little restaurant. I'm sure a lot of our <laughs> listeners can relate to that. When uh, we used to go with a caravan, uh, you know, we'd go for a week or two up north, and it was like a whole car- the whole family, it's all like my the brothers, whole Newba- the Newbauer clan. Yeah, my brothers and their kids and all that, and the aunts and uncles. Like you know, six station wagons if, in a row. If there was seven cottages at a resort, we'd have them all rented. I oh, mean, God. yeah, it was a whole bunch like of all you, you guys. Know, but I remember we like would stop in the Griswolds, right outside of Clintonville. We'd stop. Oh yeah, Clintonville. And my brother Bill would bring out his portable bar. <laughs> it was like a, I mean, and he'd be mixing drinks, you know, for my dad and my uncles and my older brothers. Where would and you it's be like, like? Would you be like in some parking lot? Yeah, somewhere? yeah, yeah, yeah. And and it was or rest stop or something like that, you know. And and it's like nowadays you couldn't do that. <laughs> Probably not. Nowadays, you couldn't stop and have an old-fashioned before you continued you on a, the road. <laughs> you need a liquor license to be serving in somebody's parking oh, lot. It was, you know, when I think about it, and then I remember my one uncle, he was always designated to carry the cane poles. Mm-hmm. Now, these were 12, 14, 16-foot cane poles, and they'd be strapped not on the driver's side, but on the passenger side. They would tie a rope between the two door handles yeah. Onto the cane poles so that you couldn't use those two doors to right. get in or out. Right. You had to squ- squirm your way over to the other side. I mean, and and, and and going down the road, that looked really weird because it was the, the cane poles were longer than the vehicle. You know, it was weird. Some of the stuff they did back then, I don't know. 
different. But you know what? A lot of great childhood memories that I'll never forget. Never forget. So, so when did the Neubauers graduate from cane poles to modern technology of rods and reels? I don't remember. Don't remember I remember. That? I remember. You got your Zebco thirty three. Yeah, I don't. Re- I have no clue. I don't. I mean, no. I actually, I started using a level wine baitcaster, and it was the ones that were went forward and backwards. There was yeah, no free yeah. no free spool. So you started with one of those. That's what I started with. Yeah. Well. Yeah. What kind of so, sadistic? father did you have to <laughs> know, eh? make you use that i mean for god's sake oh my god that was yeah my casts weren't that Zeb- long at least give him a zebco 202 yeah well it was either a cane pole or that baby and uh, it was hard to throw lures with uh with the cane pole remember the zebcos they had the zebco 202 the zebco 404 yep then they had one of Zebco 66 for a while. They had an 808, too. They still and, have it. And then, yep, and then they had the, the Zebco 33, which became the, the flagship, the, their banner one. And, and that is a good reel. It is. For a push-button uh, reel, it is, it's a good reel. I caught a 10-pound king salmon on yeah. that on the pier yeah, one time. Gave me yeah. a heck of a battle, let me tell yeah. you. Yeah, there's nothing not wrong with those. You got Jim on the line now? All right, let's get him on. Good morning, Jim. Hey, good morning, guys. How are you? Good. good. Welcome to the Skipper Buds Cutting Edge Outdoors. We do appreciate you calling all the way from Hazelhurst, Wisconsin. Yep, you got it. Right yeah. up in uh, Hazelhurst, Monaco, Woodruff, uh, the big cities up yeah. north, huh? I, I was just saying they sh- should get it, get rid of the name Hazelhurst because Monaco starts before Hazelhurst and ends after Monaco. <laughs> I was up there last Labor Day, drove by your shop, uh, yep. the Muskie shop there in Hazelhurst, and it was like... I hadn't been up in that area in like 20 years. I can't believe how it's grown. Yeah. Unreal. But yeah. anyway, tell you are you going to be you are going to be at the Muskie show next week, right? Yeah, yep, yep, we're coming down and we'll have a 130 foot of a booth space. Wow. We'll have all kinds of uh, you know, a lot of rods and reels and tons and tons and tons of lures and and all kinds of stuff, all kind of promotions. So, we're uh, we're excited about it. We're it's uh, we're preparing right now, and uh, yeah, we'll be down there. It's a, Milwaukee's the Muskie Expo is always a it's a great show. Yeah. How big is that enclosed trailer you're bringing down? <laughs> well, we got two of them. You got, got two. two of them. I yep. can imagine that's a lot of stuff. Well, you guys do handle just about everything for musky fishing, right? We do yeah, we we sure try to. Yep, we sure yeah. try to. We uh, got a lot of inventory, but uh, that's we try to try to meet our customers' needs and mm-hmm. what the fishermen want. And uh, what's new? Try to bring a. Yeah. What 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 are the new hot musky lures that you'll be you know showing people? Yeah, there's a a couple would be like the quad B from uh, Beaver Bait lures. Yeah. Um, what does that look like? What kind of lure is that? Well, he's got a line of of, of lures that look kind of like a, a like a little beaver in the water. They're real. They got a big a big large profile. It's like a huge profile bucktail. And then now this year he's incorporated a, a blade in front of it, so it's called the the quad B, and so that's uh it's like he's basically his little beaver bait with a with some blades in front of it too, so a, a double double blade. So that's a bucktail, right? <clears throat> it is. Yeah. Okay. It's okay. Huh. okay. That's interesting. I, and then yeah. as far as as far as your show now, you got I heard what eighty plus exhibitors, so there will be you know lots of different. Uh, Baits and and services guides on display. Uh, what sixteen and under free? I think. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Sixteen and under free, and yeah, there'll be a, a large variety of any any. If you're interested in musky fishing, you'll 
it's going to be all in that uh, that building, uh, you know, that next weekend. And the nice thing about up there, I, it's at what the Waukesha County uh, Fairgrounds. Fairgrounds. You got yeah. free parking there. Yeah, free parking. Whereas years ago, you had to pay five bucks for parking at the state fair yeah, here. Right. Yeah. Yep. That's right, guys. Yeah, it used to be uh, you had to pay a little for parking, but now it's it's free, and uh, it's up there in uh, West Bend at the. I think is it the Washington County? Yeah, yeah. Washington Fair- County Fairgrounds. Fairgrounds. Yeah. Hey, I got a question for you, Jim. Uh, up there in Hazelhurst, right now, you got a lot of snow, a lot of ice, and all that. Are you guys open year round, or do you close for the winter? No, we're open all all year round. Uh, you are we just we close like Christmas and Easter, and that's it. So we're we're always uh, always here, and we sell a lot of live bait and, and minnows and everything. Oh, okay. So you got yeah. okay. You got. I didn't know you sold the bait too. Okay. Like, so. Yeah. Okay. We've got a full line of uh, of live, live bait, so uh, guys can, you know, go ice fishing if they want, or stop and get some musky stuff. Oh, what what has the ice fishing uh, been a little curtailed up there this year due to the lack of ice, or what? It, yep, it's been a kind of a rough year. The ice is just it, it's so inconsistent. I mean, if you're careful, you'll be all right. Um, you don't want to drive trucks or nothing like that. It's just it's really inconsistent. Um, a lot of snow on top of it, so it's it's hard to get around. That's kind mm-hmm. of the problem, and uh, so it's it's tough for ice fishing. I mean, the guys that are going out are catching fish, but mm-hmm. they, you got to be careful, and and um, you know, it's just it's just really hard getting around. And, and when you think fish. about it, it's kind of going to be over before it started because at the end of February, I believe, is when the game fish actually ends, and you can still yeah. do some panfish, but. Geez, the way it's going, I think uh, ice will be gone pretty quick this year. Yeah, I think so. Uh, you know, it's. Uh, I think we'll probably have a, a a regular or even a little early ice out. I think you know at this point it's almost like just depends on how much snow we're going to get mm-hmm. from from now the rest of the winter till spring. Yeah, we're really talking. We're talking with Jim from the Musky Shop in Hazelhurst, Wisconsin, formerly Raleigh and Helens. And Jim and the Muskie Shop are going to be at the Muskie Expo at the Washington County Fairgrounds next weekend on the 14th, 15th, and 16th. And that's now Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. I guess Friday 2 to 8, Saturday 9 to 5, and Sunday 9 to 2, I think, if memory serves correct. And any other hot lures besides that one that you told us about? Yeah, Trilogy, there's a a bite-back bait company. Um, They've got a, a, a micro Trilogy um his line of now what kind is that what kind of lure is that you gotta it's that's another bucktail another Um, bucktail okay it's a bucktail it's got like a tri-blade in in oh sure sure and um those have been probably about our most the hottest bait last year and now he's got a few new ones to his lineup this year um hair and marabou and flashabou and different sizes and and uh so we'll have those down there and and uh they've been extremely popular and a lot of they they caught a lot of fish too. That's they're not just like a fad. It's uh, there. There's a lot of fish caught on them last year. What What do you got for speakers at the show? Ooh, that um, I'm not sure who who Mike uh, who's got the promoters got speaking. He has a different lineup every year. Right. I looked at it a while back, and I <laughs> my memory is going to fail me here, but I'm I'm not sure. That's sure all right. All the guys, uh, you know, that he has speaking there, they're. They're always great speakers, and they really know their stuff. There's always a pretty good, yeah. pretty good lineup. Yeah. Well, if people yeah. go, if people Google the Musky Expo up there for next weekend, yeah. it'll give them a list of uh, who's Absolutely. speaking and when. Yeah. Yep. You know, it yep. seems like people, Jim, are adding, you know, like more blades to bucktails and that, trying to change things up a bit. I think I'm going to come out with one 
called the Quad yeah. Master. I'll put four blades on it. <laughs> sure. Jim will carry it for you, Tom. Just yeah. send it up there, and he'll promote it at the uh, musky shop there. Oh, Jim. You bet. Yeah, Jim, thanks for calling, and best of luck next week. Hey, thanks so much, guys. Uh, I hope you guys have a great day, and thank you very much. All, All right, right. You're Take welcome. Care, man. Bye now. Yeah, you can uh, find out more about the Musky Shop in Hazelhurst. And Just now, Google that. Now Jim owns that, and that used to be Raleigh and Helen's. Yeah, right. And they yeah. don't call it Raleigh and Helen's no, anymore? No, it's called the Musky Shop. I used That's to it. get the Raleigh and Helen's catalog right, yeah, all the time, yeah. but I don't think I got it last year. I don't know. Do they still put out? I, we should uh, have asked them. Here, that, call them back. <laughs> he's going yeah, back right. to sleep, Tom. Um <laughs> That's probably pretty yeah. expensive to send a catalog out. Though. It is. That's why, you know, John used to do it. John Lehman at yeah. Smokey's. But, uh, but he didn't send as big a catalog. As no, no, what, not uh, as big. But he did do a catalog, and I remember him telling me that it wasn't cheap to do a four-color catalog. No. That printing costs a lot of money, that four-color printing. Right. Yeah, that's not cheap. So, But anyway, you know but what it's else is? It's been a great musky shop up yeah. there over the years. Oh, yeah. Well, you know. Hazelhurst, right? Yep. And like I said, he had a laugh, too, when I said uh, Monaco should start before Hazelhurst and end after Monaco because it's all one. Is, what is it on the main drag up yeah, there? Yeah, right on the main drag. A main drag. Big, big place, too. Just look big for main place. drag Hazelhurst. Yeah. Okay, uh, let's see now. There's some. Oh, speaking about money, we got to pay some bills. So we're going to take no a bills. Yeah, so we're going to take a quick break here. So take it away, Sam. Welcome back to the Skipper Buds Cutting Edge Outdoors. Name that group, Tom. What does that say? (laughs) I can't see it. Nazareth. Oh, you cheated. (laughs) Of course I did. Uh, We got some emails here, Danny. Uh, David writes LOL. Lots of laughs. See, I know what that means. Don't know what BOGO means. Or it means laugh out loud. Laugh out loud. Crabby old guy segment. Lots of laughs. He liked that. What? The crabby old guy segment when we were talking about crabby old guys. Well, you were talking about crabby old guys. Oh, you mean on Monona Bay? Yeah. Eating (laughs) arsenic infected perch? And then Ken writes us, he says, Tom, some people believe that you should put your small mouth in the live well, believing that small mouth generate a phenome, phenome, that scares off other smallmouth that are in the area. Do you believe this? The fish in the live well are released when the fishermen move on. No, I do not believe it because I have caught a, I have caught smallmouths, released them, and still kept catching them. If they're there and they're hungry, they're going to eat, period. I've heard this years ago. Somebody said, even with largemouth, oh, no, you... You uh, you better put them in a live well, and because uh, they'll tell the other fish that uh, you you know you better not bite anything. No, I no, sorry, don't believe it. You don't believe. I in, don't buy it. You don't believe in fear gnomes. Yeah, I believe in fear gnomes, but I don't believe that uh, the fish are telling other fish that well, because of their fear gnomes or fear whatever no- that you you better watch it. You know. Do you know how to spell fear gnome? Oh hell no. I, I wouldn't even P. I know P- there's a PH in there. R N O M E. Fear no. Yeah, fear no. But That's anyway. why you're married, Tom. 
Why? Women give off fear gnomes that attract men, and men give off fear gnomes that attract nobody. Um, <laughs> but yeah, no, I don't, I, I don't believe that. that uh, you don't no. believe in the fear gnome no. theory of biology. I mean, you know, if that was, I mean, I mean, if that was true, I mean, you wouldn't, I mean, Oh my! Well, first of all, what if you're catching a lot of smallies? What are you going to put five in a live well? Then you got to start throwing them out. And according to the DNR, once you're in your live well, they're yours. Hey, you can't put hey, them back. Listen, I got that's some, what I got. Some, I got some solid evidence to debunk that that fear gnome theory. Tom, you want to yeah, hear it? What is it? So, like when you're fighting a smallie and he's got the bait, oh. and you got the other yeah. smallie swimming yeah, side trying to by take side it from him yeah. as you're pulling the one into the boat. Yeah. So tell me how that fear gnome's working for you now. Yeah, yeah, that's right. You oh, that happens so often where you got one or two other smallies trying to grab that bait from the one smallie that's got it. Oh yeah. Do you realize that that can happen with muskies? I I would believe it. Yeah, uh, sure. My buddy Scott Olson saw that happen. Yeah. His uh, brother-in-law had a forty-inch muskie on in Taylor's Bay years ago, and I actually saw him fighting it. I was in my boat further away. And Scott's waving the net around, right? Because he's going to net his brother-in-law's fish. Then he sees that another muskie's swimming right with it. So you know what he does? He drops the net and tries casting <laughs> to get the other muskie. While meanwhile, his brother-in-law's oh, going, no. Hey, do you think you can net this one for me? Ah, you just knob. Ha- just hand land my it. fish, you knob. Yeah, just grab it. Hey, come on. <laughs> just play it a little longer. Yeah, play it out play a little, it a little bit. Enjoy it a little bit. Build that lactic acid in it so that right. when you release it, it's it, got a problem surviving. Right. <laughs> Did you know that? Ha- I don't know if any of our audience knows that, but the longer you fight a fish, the more lactic acid that is built up in their bloodstream makes it harder for them to. Well, get- it's just like you and me trying to run a 200 meter sprint or a 400 meter. Well, maybe you, not me. <laughs> You maybe what no, two meters? Maybe, maybe, to, no, you from can probably no. You can back. you can run it, but uh, not, not anymore. Me. I'm, 40, no, I'm no. good for forty yards. No, no, I'm really quick to forty yards. After that, the old lactic acid builds up. Well, yeah, you're right. Then yeah. that's why they're more fatigued, and mm-hmm. that's why they suggest in high temperature water that you don't play the fish out as long, or try not to. You know least. what? As far as muskies, though, think about this, Tom. We've to a large degree taken the fight out of muskie fishing because the gear is so powerful now. We got giant eight-foot rods. We got 100-pound test super braid line. We've got heavy-duty $300 reels. You know, we're pretty much using tiger shark gear now. Mm -hmm. And as soon as somebody hooks a fish, the main goal is to get them in the net. You pretty much just horse those things in now. And as far as really enjoying the fight... Mm -hmm. They, the muskies still go berserk, and it's still exciting watching them go crazy, but it's for about, sometimes it's for like 10 feet of winding, and in the net it goes. So mm-hmm. in a way, we've gotten away from, even in the days of with the Dacron line and stuff, you had to, you know, loosen your drag and let them make some runs and so mm-hmm. forth. And, and now maybe we let them, you know, run a little bit here and there. Maybe I'll hit free spool, because maybe the rod or line's not going to break, but a hook might bend out or mm-hmm. something might go. But in a way, we've kind of taken the, the fight out of the musky fishing. Well, I've always said you don't need the 8-foot heavy action, 100-pound test line, 100-pound test leader. You don't need that to catch muskies because your average muskie is going to be 36 to 40 inches, all right? And they're not going to be that big. Matter, you can catch how many p- 
plenty of muskies have been caught by anglers fishing for walleyes, for bass, for pike. Well, they're the ones on a having, lot lighter line, well, they're and they're the, having fun. They're having fun, right? So yeah. I guess it's all about getting them in the net. Now nobody yeah. really cares about the fun or the pursuit, and it's all about numbers and get it in the net. Yeah, I know. Who do you got on the line there, Sam? Jim in Greenfield. Okay. Good morning, Jim. Good morning. What's on your mind? We we have an ongoing controversy. I make a couple trips to Canada each year, and, and it's happened to us three or four times where, you know, you're bringing in a walleye, and all of a sudden it's T-boned by a northern, and yep. we're, able, we're able to net them both. Yeah. Who does the northern belong to? Who caught that northern? I guess the guy reeling it in. <laughs> well, or are you well, saying the net man? Uh, yeah. That's, <laughs> the that's, net That's the controversy. <laughs> well... Personally, it's, I mean, if it was under Wisconsin law, there's not a hook in its mouth, so legally you'd have to throw it back. I guess legally no. You have to, you'd have, yeah, no, it doesn't belong to anybody. You'd have to throw it back because they have to be caught uh, with a hook in the mouth and not I say I say it's the angler, Tom, because there have been people who've caught big muskies and northerns that grab the crappie or a bluegill and... Sometimes they almost swallow it down, and well, and they wind it in. And they say, "I caught a muskie. Yeah. I caught a pike." So in well, that case, it's the angler. Well, in that case, a lot of times the hook, Jim, is actually in the the muskie or northern. But if it's just t-boned, uh, in, under Wisconsin law, nobody. We're not talking law, Tom. What is this? Yeah, I mean, well, listen, hey, there, Perry you know, Mason here over I, here. I, what I, Judge Judy? I don't. We're want, not talking law. We're talking sodbusters in a boat fishing in Canada. Nobody's got a lawyer there. I don't want Jim to be thrown in the hooskow. Nobody's throwing anybody <laughs> in the hooskow. <laughs> we release those northerns anyways. Yeah, I, yeah. I say it's an, an interesting question. Yeah, isn't it? yeah. I I guess I'd say it's the angler or. Who, whoever has bigger arms wins the argument. Or you flip a coin. Flip whatever. A coin. Yeah. Have a good day, guys. All right, Thanks. take care. See ya. Bye now. <laughs> that's a that's a funny. That's a that's a question I didn't think I'd ever hear. Who belong? Who who does that fish belong to? The netter or the netty? Well, <laughs> I don't that's know. Funny. When you funny. think about it, there's been plenty of big fish that were caught in spite of the angler and because of having an excellent net man who saved the day. Oh, yeah. You know what I mean? I've had a number of those. Because there's a lot of people, when they hook into a big fish, they go into fight or flight. It's nothing but adrenaline, and they're not hearing any of your instructions. They're just gritting their teeth and winding as much as they can, and the fish is going berserk, and you're like, there ain't no play involved in it. Uh, it's just get the thing in the net. Yeah, we got an e- another email oh, here. Maybe coming oh, yeah. in. Yeah, people can email us live at ceoguys at yahoo.com. Uh, Greg says, what was that you said about a fleet farm on Highway Q? Uh, well, this is what happened, Greg. Uh, a caller called. We were talking. To, I don't know what we were talking about fleet farms, but he called and said that the fleet farm on Highway 175 in Q might be closing. So, I mean, I don't know. That's just what a caller said. That that's they what might a caller be, said. They said they might be closing. So I, I hope not because that's the one I go to. We were to. talking about the fishery up uh, up in Winnebago, and he went in there oh, and yeah. didn't see any he, advertisements yeah. for that's the— That's right. Uh, Normally they have the— Battle the, on the bagel yeah, or yeah. bagel on the battle. Or so, something. Greg, that's all we know about that. Yeah. yeah that, I mean, I hope they don't close. I wouldn't want to see that. But well, anyway— right. And just want to remind people, like we had talked about before, just want to remind people, uh, if you go to Lake Monona, 
and you fish Monona Bay for the panfish like plenty of people do, just remember there's a DNR fish consumption advisory going on. Some bad stuff got into the bay, and you don't want to be eating those fish. The DNR says you can only eat one meal a month from those fish. Otherwise, you're taking a chance of something bad happening. What would happen, did they say? Will you like grow an extra appendage or something, or might something going to fall off? Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, when, I was when they give these <laughs> when they give these warnings, like uh, only I'll, once a month. I, I was thinking of the Simpsons with the goldfish that had the three eyes or four eyes, whatever it was. <laughs> yeah, I, I I don't know. You know, speaking of that, Danny, uh, when you were talking about the the old guys, the curmudgeons and all that, there's a lot of grumpy when, old guys. When I out was there. younger, and my dad was in his mid to late seventies, yeah, and I was uh, fishing up on the Fox River up there by Green Bay, yeah, and. Uh, He'd say, why don't you ever bring any of these walleyes home? And I says, well, Dad, they say you shouldn't, shouldn't eat that many of them because the river is it's got the and whatever in it. His response was, ah. And he says, hell, at my age, if it, if it ain't dead yet, that, those things ain't going to kill me. You know, which he had a point. You know, you're in your mid-late 70s. It would take something maybe a long time to have to kill you, to, you know, by eating this stuff. But, but I must, at that time, though, uh, you would have to take the fillets okay, and put them in a half milk, half water mixture right. and some salt and leave them in it overnight because it did have a Didn't little bit of- did they taste like sulfur or something? A little bit of the paper mill taste, yeah. But if you did that well, overnight- What does a paper mill taste like? Like a little bit of sulfur or whatever. But if you did that <laughs> thing with the, the milk and water and salt, then they were fine. But it's amazing how if, they've cleaned that river. So like- It's amazing. So like with that solution- Okay, it make it makes it taste better, but is it actually taking any of the pollutants out of the fillet, or is it just making it probably not? Just not tasting better, making the t- pollutants not taste yeah, so bad. Yeah, well, and they had an advisory that you could only eat so much. Pregnant women or ch- women in childbearing years couldn't shouldn't eat any of it, right? You know, whatever. Uh, you just had to be careful on how much you ate of it and whatever, you know. But uh, but at, like right now though. It's amazing how they've cleaned that river up. In 1979, you know, they came out with the Clean Water Act. Yes. And see, those 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 paper companies up there, when they would throw their waste water into the river, right? It had a there was a molecular chain that was really long with all the stuff that they were using, right? Right. Well, they had to do stuff that broke down that chain so that when it went in the river, it would get broken down some more, and it wouldn't have all this bad stuff. And now, it you know. It, it, it's amazing. There was a time when that Fox River up there would hardly even support carp. Now they got everything spawning up there. Literally everything is spawning up there. So, yeah. yeah. It's still a muddy river though, which I don't. The, the color I, is, I do yeah, not it's like a dark I, color. I do not like fishing muddy waters. It, 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 yeah. The, 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 yeah, it's it's dark. You can see down what about six inches to about a foot, it's, maybe. It's not good. Uh, speaking of rivers, um, for our listeners out there, um, a lot of you guys know I like to talk about going up and doing the spring uh, smallmouth fishing up there in Door County, and uh, one of the f- most fun ways to catch the fish up there was to go on the Mink River in Ned Rig. Oh yeah, and uh, I had Doctor Sandy with me last year, and his first fish was a twenty-inch smallie on a Ned rig, but uh, they now have closed. They are closing the Mink River till really? mid-June. So 
the people can't go in there and pound those spawning smallies. Now, not wow. all the smallies spawn there. A bunch of them spawn in Rowley's Bay, and uh, Ron Johnson was putting a beating on those smallies, drop-shotting them, sight-fishing them right in Rowley's yeah. Bay in a couple feet of water, crystal clear. Um, there's some people that don't even agree with doing that because you pull a big old male away from the bed for a little bit and the rusty crayfish or the gobies, the gobies get in there Mm -hmm. and get the, but on the other hand, there's some people that say, if it ain't broke, don't fix it. Why are they worrying about it? Despite the fact that people are targeting all those spawning bass, there's still a ton of bass up there. Yeah, and I also heard, too, that the, the lot, not all, of course, but a lot of smallmouth are spawning in a little bit deeper water because the not all the gobies are in shallow water, but a, a big amount of and them And the are. flip side of it is one of the things that they attribute to the big smallmouth explosion and the better size. They're the eating fact them. that they're eating the gobies. Yeah, yeah. got a lot the of food. The growth rate has improved where yeah. all of a sudden, I mean— I'll tell you what, that door county is incredible. I've caught, and I can't tell you how many, 18-inch plus. Yeah. I mean, if you get on a good spot, the average size, Tom, will be 18-inch mm-hmm. plus. Right. You no, know, little, maybe, no little ones. Maybe you'll get a 17 <laughs> or a 16, and you and you treat those with disdain compared to the <laughs> four-pound footballs yeah. you're winding in one after another. You know, it's amazing that the Bay of Green Bay has got monster muskie, monster pike, well, there are monster pike in there. Right. Monster walleyes, monster smallmouth. The the state record bluegill came from the Bay of Green Bay. The only thing they don't have a lot of big ones is, is largemouth bass. <laughs> That's the one thing. Do they have? Ah, there's some. Somewhere. Yeah. Somewhere. Maybe there's got to be some. Close to the river mouth, Yeah, maybe. in the rivers, I would probably. guess maybe near the Pensacchi or Ocano. Yeah. I mean, to tell you the truth, I mean, for as much as I fished on the Fox River, we never caught one. You know, I would really think that the Peshtigo River, I've gone all the way up into the upper reaches where, you know, launch at the harbor mouth and go up in there. And there's shallow, shallow areas with reeds and so forth. You would think that that would be great largemouth yeah. territory. Yeah. Did we miss a break? No. We didn't. We didn't. No, have we a... can go to one now. Oh, because, yeah, we're about five you, minutes past. Suffering some some confusion yeah. from no i was just looking we got at abducted the clock. by the I, aliens i, I got f- back i lost all track of time <laughs> all right there's folks. a missing yeah. time period missing yeah we gotta go to a break we'll get you hypnotized yeah Twelve fifty-eight. no what is it? it's uh 799 if you want to give us a buzz he's dan i'm tom sam's over there we'll be right back Welcome back to the Skipper Buds Cutting Edge Outdoors. Hey, thanks for listening this morning. Uh, a special thanks to our service people out there defending our country, our uh, police officers, law enforcement, first responders, health workers. We thank you all for what you do for America. And thanks to our friends, foes, neighbors, semi-acquaintances, and enemies for listening this morning. <laughs> yeah, Not uh, necessarily in that order. Yeah. Well, I got a complaint, oh, Danny. God, here we go. Talk about grumpy okay. old man. You should be yeah. fishing Monona okay. Bay. 
There's okay. Some of these restaurants. What? Some of these restaurants. They say they got chicken wings and boneless chicken wings. You know what a boneless chicken wing is? It's a chicken nugget. That's all it is. It's not a. It's got nothing to do with wings. Got no wing meat in it whatsoever. It's made out of breast meat and and thigh meat. They're, they're chicken. I mean, boneless chicken wings are nothing more than nuggets. Now I know why they do this. I know why they say boneless chicken wings. They can charge more for them than if you went to like a McDonald's or a Burger King. You can get those nuggets for a lot less than what they charge from at the at the restaurant for. For me personally, I want the wings. I want the the meat and the wings is totally different. It's great. I don't want nug. If I want nuggets, I'll go someplace else. But I, if I want wings, I want wings with the bone in. So there we go. Sounds like you were like psychologically scarred as a kid. <laughs> Your mom and dad took them to a restaurant and said, "Now sit down and eat your nuggets." Yeah, yeah. Well, let or me your wings. Let, let me ask Wes. What do you like, Wes? I like bone-in. Yeah, definitely, Danny. But it's weird if I go to Buffalo Wild Wings, I'll yeah. go to I'll you'll eat, get the nuggets. I'll eat the yeah, pretty much. <laughs> I don't know why. The nuggets. Yeah, yeah. I mean, they're they they got nothing to do with chicken wings. Yeah, but usually so I'll stop go, calling them yeah, boneless yeah. wings. Usually they're I not. go traditional. Yeah. Can I? Can I? I like the stuff without the bones. Yeah. You don't have to gnaw away. You're All right. Like well, a, yeah. Like your little you know, beaver eating yeah. a side of a tree. You know. Here's right? the thing. It Here does. I am it, beaver, and then I'm getting. Like- I'm getting barbecue sauce all over it, right? There's Wes doing his best beaver yeah. impression. No, there's nothing. There's nothing wrong with people liking the the, the nuggets. They're, I mean, it's just you just I, don't want I, them calling boneless wings. Yeah, because because they're not wings. They're I mean, they're not How boneless do you know they're wings. Not wings. I know they're not boneless wings. I know this for Can't a fact. Can't they like beam the the bones no. right out of them? Nope. Then nope. they're a way nope. of filleting them. Couldn't, nope. couldn't they get a get nope. a Indian from Canada who nope. flays pike with a nope. with a ballpoint pen to just nope. miraculously pull oh, the bones out of the wing. You just reminded me of another one. You go into a, 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 a any market where that's selling fish. You know, I don't care, pick and save, sentry, what, whatever it is, right? You go into the store, you go into the meat section, and they got a fish section, and then they got one called walleye pike. I'll tell you what, I have asked so many butchers, what the hell is a walleye pike? And they say, well, that's that fish there. I say, well, what is it? It's a, is it a walleye or is it a pike? Because there is no such creature as a walleye pike. And then the one guy says to me, he says, well, that's what the DNR says we should call them. And I said, that's baloney. I said, do I look that stupid to you? They don't, DNR knows re- there's a difference you, between. <laughs> I don't shut up. You really want them to answer that question? <laughs> I said that they know what the difference is. Now you gotta tell me: is that it's, a walleye here, or is that here. a pike? I mean, that's not. It's gotta Check be out. one or the other. There's hey, no Norm. such thing as a walleye pike, hey, and Norm. I'll do the same thing at restaurants too. Norm, check out check out this oaf coming in the door. He ain't gonna know this. He's gonna think this uh, is gonna be. Again. He's gonna uh, yeah. Why? He's why? gonna he'll buy this walleye pike for yeah, sure. And you know what? This my, guy won't know. My, my wife hates it when I do that stuff. Well, I don't blame she her. Why, why are you making a point out of like this well, poor they guy? Ought to, they it's, ought to list he's it not right. an ichthyologist. He doesn't study hey, fish. That's Leave a me. false advertising. And they're all walleyes. It's not, there's nothing Life to do with pike. false Leave advertising. They're all walleyes. Life is false Leave advertising. Now you're both ganging up Everybody on me. Everybody false advertises. 799-1250. Help, help me false out, advertising. Folks. Help me Everything's out, folks. With these, false these, advertising these in this two world. guys are both on me. Help me out, folks. Yeah. Please. So, 799-1250. I don't know why they call it Wall-Eyed Pike, but, uh, well, first of all, you would think they'd just call it, oh, I know why. I, I, know, be, why. I know, because in Canada they call them Pike. Right, but here's the thing. 
people associate the name walleye with gosh darn good. Okay, even people who know nothing about fishing. See, I just figured it's marketing. I just figured this out. So everybody associates walleyes because walleyes are delicious, nutritious to eat. And but pike people, what's a pike? Northern pike. So they're going to associate pike with bony, slimy, whatever. But by by adding that name walleye to it. It makes Joe Average consumer that much more likely to buy that filet, which problem, is going to be delicious because you and I know pike are but, just as good as walleye. Danny, the problem is they're not selling pike. They're not selling pike. They're selling walleye. So why not just call it walleye? No, I thought they called the pike walleye pike. No, it is walleye. Yes. Well, then why are, are they devaluing then, it then by why? calling it pike? Exactly. Now I know in Canada they'll they'll a lot of places, a lot of like locals will will call. Uh, uh, small walleyes, pike. You know what they used you know? to call the the the, uh, the snakes the, too. The, no, in the stores. Yeah, I remember a Tom's grocery store in Green Bay years ago. In the meat section, they had northern pike, and they called it Great Northern Pike. Great Northern Pike. It was called Great Northern Pike. It was packaged the fillet. Great Northern Pike. What's the difference? And I think sometimes, I think sometimes they had Canadian Great Northern Pike. Yeah. But it's called Might Great have. Northern Pike. Huh. Yeah. I wonder, was that really Northern Pike then? Yeah, it was Northern yeah, Pike. Okay. It'd be false and, advertising if yeah. it wasn't, Tom. Yeah, just well, they false advertise they all the that. time. They do that all the time. All the time. Oh, we got a caller. Somebody to defend me? Nobody's Somebody to help me out? Who do you got? Justin in Milwaukee. Hey, Justin, good morning. Are you here to help me out? I am here to help you out. All right. These guys are ganging up on me, you know. You're such a knob they, there. They, 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 I just, I, I just, I just wanted to bring up this subject because I was out for a fish fry last night with a with a buddy of mine. Yeah. And we were at the Lone Star in in Germantown. Okay. And I just, you know, I, I the walleye pike thing. Was it so on the Was it on I, the menu? It's it was it was not it was on the menu, but it wasn't walleye or pike. They call the thing sauger. What the hell is that? Well, a sauger is a relative of, of a walleye. It's it's basically the same thing. It just looks a little bit different, but it's a, basically the same thing as a walleye. It's a relative. No, I know. And yeah. I, I know what a sauger oh, is. Oh, my okay. Whole, my, my whole point is they call it walleye pike, but I know what a sauger, and that's exactly what they were serving. So I just don't know what the heck they were doing. Yeah. Why don't they just say, hey, it's a walleye? No, Why do they sauger. add a pike to it? Why don't or, they say it's or, a sauger? Or say it's a sauger. Yeah. Say it. What's the problem? Yeah, you're right, Justin. You're right. Did you bring yeah, it up? So I just wanted to get on the bandwagon hey. here with you and, yeah. and talk about this because why don't they just call it exactly what yeah. it is? Did you tell anybody there? Nobody's going to order Sager because Sager, that doesn't even sound good. No. But did you tell them? I did. I certainly good. did. And they, they were good. just like, well, yeah, that was, that's, that's, just what they, that's just what they call it. And I think they mentioned the DNR as well. I just yeah. don't understand Good for you, Justin. And it's all marketing, you guys. You're making a big deal about yeah. nothing. Yeah, good for you, Justin. Thanks for calling. I appreciate it. I'm glad he stood up for me. Anyway, yeah. 799-1250. Think about it. Sauger. People go, Sauger? What's Yeah, Sager? we got to go to a break. Last break of the morning. I'm not taking more any more emails, so don't bother. I'm going to turn off this here fang-dangled computer, and uh, we'll be right back in just a couple of minutes. Fang-dangled. Huh? Yeah, there you go.
Okay. That was funny, Danny. What? Well, you didn't want funny, to lose. Huh, huh? You didn't want to lose your page, but yet you wanted well, to put I was your headphones. Interesting. <laughs> interesting. Oh, yeah. We got. Can we take we this call caller sure, quick? Go ahead. Yeah. What, who do you got? Oh, you don't have them yet. Let let us know. Yes, Danny. Okay. So remember, before I was telling you the length, the barrel length can oh, make yeah, a difference yeah, in yeah, velocity, yeah. and it is basically. Uh, you want to have, if you want maximum velocity out of your uh, cartridge, you need just enough barrel length in order to allow all the powder in the cartridge to burn. Oh, okay. okay. For maximum velocity. And do you know how long for a 22 long rifle, uh, what the length is for it to reach maximum speed? 22 inches. No, 16 inches of barrel. Okay. So 16 inches. Uh, and then, actually, the longer barrel, after that point, once the powder is burned, the added friction and uh, decline in pressure can actually result in a slight decrease in velocity after a certain point. Wow. Mm. Okay. So make sure you have at least a 16-inch barrel. Mm-hmm. But wouldn't your accuracy be better with, well, with a longer now barrel Well, that's the other thing they barrel? talk about, too. You're right. A lot of times they talk with target barrels. They talk about going with a long, long barrel. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so there's uh, some trade-offs, I guess. Mm -hmm. What do they use uh, in the Olympics? You know, when they got the they're, they're on skis and they got to stop and shoot. Well, those I believe, I think they use twenty-two long rifles. Yeah, they for do that. use twenty-twos, but and th they're they're those, pretty long. Yeah, those rifles look pretty long. That's yeah. a, that's a pretty pretty long barrel. You know, another interesting fact on, on barrels too. Um, the more you shoot, the more a barrel heats up. Mm -hmm. And as your barrel heats up, that can result in a decrease in accuracy. Oh, yeah. That's why you'll see guys take you know, a break between shots to allow the barrel to cool down. And one of the reasons that uh, com competitive shooters will use a heavier barrel, mm -hmm. I believe, is because a fat barrel heats up more slowly than a skinny barrel. Mm -hmm. And the heat is what can cause a barrel to wiggle around Enough to scatter its bullets over the yeah, target. Yeah, I'm sure if it if it makes a difference of a tenth of a thousandth of a score of an inch, I mean that that can make a difference. I credit my information yeah. from Lane Simpson from the rifle shooter Big Game Hunting oh, book. Oh, that was Homer's brother. Yeah, uh, what's his name? <laughs> Tom gave me this gave me this book. Yeah, uh, 44 Rem Mag reaches top speeds in barrels measuring 18 to 20 inches. Can we Four, talk? Oh, go ahead. Yeah. I was just going to mention some fishing. Yeah, go ahead. Uh, my son Nick, last week, tried a hot dog. I told you that during the break, right? Yeah. Was it an Oscar Mayer wiener? I, I don't know what kind of hot dog, but he put a hot dog on it. He had like three, no, he had more than three tip-ups out because he had his two kids with him. And uh, one of the tip-ups, first of all, one of the tip-ups tip -ups had a hot dog. The other tip-ups had suckers five to six inch suckers okay. because the bait shop he was at ran out of the large golden shiners so he did catch a, a fish on the hot dog and right away you said oh he caught a pike because we saw larry smith catching pike on yeah, hot dog. Yeah. and i said no he caught a largemouth bass on one which is really weird but then after that he didn't get any more bites on the hot dog so he went back to the sucker but he was catching a lot of fish northerns and bass on the suckers on the five to six inch suckers and uh, 
Not a lot of big bluegills, no. Little, you know, but a lot of bass and pike. A little known fact, the advantage of the hot dog is that, you know, you can take it off the tip-up and throw it on the grill in between and have a little snack yeah, if you're hungry. I don't know. You don't want to do that with your smelt. No, no, or your no. Live or, sucker, your, or, you know, or your golden shiner. No. And I wonder if brands, what is the cheapest wieners out there? Isn't it the old basic Oscar Mayer wieners? No, Didn't you no. get like eight of them no. for 79 cents? We no, used to get chicken anymore. franks in college. We got chicken franks. Chicken franks. No, they still My make My buddy those. got a hot dog cooker, yeah. and at two in the morning, white bread, a chicken frank, and some ketchup <laughs> was like heaven at two o'clock in the morning for starving college kids. I can imagine. No, there's stuff. I think Sugardale is one of the le- lesser expensive ones. Well, I wonder if it makes a difference for the fish, which is sure better. Make- I don't think it makes a difference. I think it just has to do with the, the the outline it makes in the water, you know, the length, the size. I mean, it looks like a damn minnow. The silhouette? You know, it, the silhouette, yeah, you know. It, it, do you it, think then maybe like a minnow. should you maybe, like, paint some eyes on it or something? There you go. Like that? Paint some eyes on a hot dog. How about take, like, some yarn and tie it kind of around so it's going to look like fins kind of yeah. hanging off your See? hot dog. See? And experiment with different color hey, yarns. you know what? We could come up with a new lure, Dan. What, what, yeah? We come up with a, a a lure that looks like a hot dog. How about a brat, though? If you want to have a oh, silhouette, yeah, why don't then, you go oh, with yeah. a brat? Go with a brat for the for muskies. <laughs> oh, no, let's those go big with a pullets, summer sausage. The big summer sausage for muskies. <laughs> hey, we could be on to something new here. We... we <laughs> I think they make lures like that already, though. <laughs> I got I got the biggest hawking pike you ever saw in a summer sausage up in Canada. Wouldn't that be something? Wow. Hey, garlic. They like hey, garlic, right? They like the garlic. So they... you cut the summer sausage, cut the casing on the summer right. sausage. So they can let smell that nice, it. That aroma yeah. to get out there, to yeah. just diffuse and disperse through the yeah. water. The molecules, yeah. Tom, where they smell the well, garlic and come on we'll, into your sausage. We'll have to uh, try some of those experimental ones out of wood at Smokey's Musky Shop. Wood hot dogs. And but wood... they're not going to come for a wood hot dog. Sure, well, they do not. How are you going to get it on the hook? Well, you got to put a little eyelet on there, you know. Huh? Well, you got to, well, if it's going to be a, a lure. Dog. Yeah, okay, we'll just do the lure. All right, anyway, Danny, I, I mean, I don't know. That's basically all I got I for this week. <laughs> I got to, I'm gonna I have be, uh, no idea. I'm going to be out with the quick and the deadly. My buddy Al Shook, we're going to head out and do a little shooting pheasants. So, uh, yeah. Well, yeah, my good buddy good Mike luck. Scalander, going to be a good time. So, good luck. everybody get out there, enjoy the day, and uh, that's all I got. To all the listeners, thanks for listening. And God bless and stay free, everyone. You've been listening to Skibber Buds, Cutting Edge Outdoors. Hey, we'll talk to you all next week.